like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I am Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. Master John Wheel's Leatherman's Protocol Handbook is definitely a controversial work in our community. Many of his peers claim that the book is maybe a little bit askew and that maybe there was a bit of fabrication in the place of some of the facts. Uh, maybe Master John just, you know, had a different local experience. We don't really know. But we have this book in our library, along with most of the other books discussing that old guard era. We've referenced many of them at different parts in our podcast uh, uh, archives, but uh, we simply don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. So let's look at parts of the Leatherman's Protocol Handbook, helping us piece together an image of the puzzle that we consider old guard history. In the mid-1960s, classic leather styles began to give way to a kind of hippie leather. People grew their hair, they took psychedelic drugs, became less invested in the 1950s formality, and created new subgroups organized around different sexual sizes uh, styles, sorry, such as fist-fucking. The um, expansion of leather life through Europe added another side to the Leatherman's life. Tom of Finland artwork emerged into leather life. Tom portrayed this ultra-masculine man with an enormous cock. Leathermen were drawn to Tom's images in their fantasies, and Tom eventually drew hot men in styles of many uniforms, such as sailor uniforms, and this in turn led to military uniforms being introduced into the Tom of Finland artwork. And once they had military uniforms, uniforms soon became a choice for dominant men in the lifestyle. In this era, sex became experimental, along with the drugs. Leather life spread like wildfire because drugs seemed to give people the ability to go falsely into places like subspace and break down barriers, giving people more freedom or a feeling of freedom to play and doing things they wouldn't normally do. This widened their spectrum of sex just overall as an entire culture uh, in the vanilla side and in BDSM and uh, the abilities to do many other things. Free love, as it was known, became a time of sexually active people doing sex anonymously and with strangers uninhibiting their sexual desires, opening up yet another world within leather. They no longer did it just with the men they knew. By the mid-1970s, there were several distinct leather styles and cultures, although individuals could move among them. Um, after the Stonewall riots, the urban gay male populations came out of the woodwork 
and by the late 1970s, leather had become a kind of uniform for the urban gay men, most of whom would never experience the actual feeling from the end of a whip. This clone look included short haircuts, mustaches, tight 501 jeans, boots, leather jackets, and keys dangling from their belts. Women also became part of the lifestyle in the 70s at a great speed. The dykes on bikes, as they were often called, began to form, and soon their culture took the same path as men previously, and, took, and soon men began to accept them into the leather lifestyle. Through the 1980s, they lost most of the tribes in the USA, as well as worldwide. AIDS caused them to lose their heritage so fast, it felt like they would see one of a fellow leathermen, and two weeks later they were gone, either from the disease or in fear of the disease by taking their own lives once they were infected. It was a really dark time. Leathermen rallied hard to help stop HIV as most of their brothers were infected due to the wild, crazy sex parties and the other activities that were going on in their dungeons. Leather folks still are one of the strongest supporters of fighting HIV and funding its research, you know, for this very reason. But during this time, they lost most of our rich history, our rich heritage, and our background. Also during this time became uh, also during this time became the era of leather titles and title holders. They would represent the community uh, on a higher profile and try to promote goodwill and promote the hotness of leather. In 1979, Chuck Renslow turned Mr. Gold Coast Leather into International Mr. Leather as his dream grew from a local contest to be an international contest for hot men. In 1988, the publisher of Drummer Magazine and also the owner of the Mr. Drummer Contest, Tony DeBlaze, moved their contest from Gay Pride in June to late September to coincide with the Folsom Street Fair, creating San Francisco Leather Pride Weekend, a six-day calendar of leather and S&M events. This is still looked at as one of the biggest events in the United States and in the world. People from all over the world come to attend this weekend in San Francisco. It's because of this huge success, the world of BDSM and leather culture has come to mean so much for so many. From its humble beginnings, International Mr. Leather and the International Leather Sir and Boy Contest have grown to great magnitudes and have well over 18,000 leather folk at any given event these days. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast where we've been looking at uh, parts of the Leatherman's Protocol Handbook. Um, of course, it's a controversial work. Um, it is not widely ex accepted by everyone, but um, it's just part of the puzzle of old guard history. So we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We definitely want to uh, take some of its account and add it to what we already know about old guard history to just kind of fill in pieces of the puzzle, uh, fill in a few pieces from this book, a few pieces from other places to give us a clearer picture of what that old guard lifestyle was. 
you can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy speaking with you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.